The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few notes of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to tell you what it's like to live the backstage life. This is show pop. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. My guest today is a pyrotechnics operator. He's toured the world with artists such as Shania Twain, Bruno Mars, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and Enrique Iglesias. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Greg Pearson. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited that you're on the show. I'm, I gotta tell you, man, I'm a massive fan of pyro. <laughs> yeah well we all were when we were kids right like we all had <laughs> yeah. little uh pyrotechnician uh tendencies when we were uh when we were kids i know i did anyway you did yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> that's that's yep I, I was gonna ask like do people ever call you like a pyromaniac well um when i was a kid i had a little bit of a problem with uh starting fires in my house my mom was quite worried about it um <laughs> but now now my uh, uh i thank my mom for the uh for the experience you know it was like yeah. my uh yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah have you ever yeah. had to have the fire department called because of a fire that you started yes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> More, uh, I think more than once, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, your your poor mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We at one point, my mom had called the fire marshal in to have a talk with me in the house because I had, I had said, <laughs> I, I had started a little fire in the house, and I said it like uh, it started from an outlet in the house, but it was a complete lie, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> she brought the fire marshal in to tell me that we were going to have to rewire the whole house oh my or, God. or tell the truth. And, and then of course I told the truth, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was probably like seven years old or something. Oh my God. That young. You were into it <laughs> well, that young. <laughs> I would tell you more stories, but then it's just going to look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you go from, you know, getting the fire department, you know, called mm -hmm. on you to, you know, running the pyro for a Trans-Siberian Orchestra show. I mean, first off, what does your mom think about that? Well, she's, of course, she's really proud that uh, I've got to where I have in my career. Yeah. Um, of And of course, you know, the cool factor with uh, anybody in our industry with the job that we have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she likes to brag to her friends, things like that. Yeah, know? yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I got to tell you, man, that I, I love obviously watching bands perform and you know i play music myself and you know all that stuff but when the pyro kicks in man <laughs> i got that's probably my favorite part of the show well <laughs> yeah you know the lights have to be there the audio sure. has to be there and yep. everybody expects that it's the the pyro when it goes off at that moment where it makes the crowd go like wow you know yeah. and that's a yeah. pretty pretty good feeling to be the person behind the button you know? Yeah, and it, oftentimes you, you're not expecting it. 
or the the crowd is not expecting a explosions yeah. and you know the fire and uh, stuff. especially when uh, something like a concussion goes off where it's a really loud bang you know and it scares yeah. Yeah. it scares some people you know <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been on tours before um where we've had big bangs in the show and uh live nation will be like we need to remove it because it's scaring people in the audience wow. <laughs> oh my god and they're getting they're getting complaints about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through walk us through your your typical show day. Okay, well, um, in the morning when I uh, wake up off of the bus, I'll roll out of my bunk, uh, head in. I'm not very big on eating in the morning, and that's just a normal day thing. So I don't go straight to catering. I usually okay. send my crew to catering, and I'll uh, I'll do the first thing that we need to do in the morning, which is find the fire extinguishers. And then yep. check our gases, make sure all of our gases are there, which on a typical day, it could uh, it could not be there, you know? So yep. then you have to make the phone calls, get a hold of Live Nation or now when whoever. You say, when you say gases, you mean like all the propane tanks and all that uh, stuff? Yeah, like propane um, and like 50-pound cylinders of CO2. Or, you know, sometimes we have uh, uh, liquid CO2 tanks or uh, regular, regular CO2 cylinders. And okay. we just have to put our eyes on those and make sure that they're there because the last thing that you would be want is to be at like three in the afternoon and be like, oh, somebody go grab those tanks and they're not there. Yeah. And then, you know, pr- production will, of course, not be very happy with uh, <laughs> with, yeah. wow. with rolling in at three o'clock saying we need to <laughs> rush some tanks yeah. down here. You know, yeah. um, So we'll look for the tanks and then I'll find the pyro room. Usually, you know, it takes a little bit to find that pyro room and get a key. Um, and then we start to, you know, once we dump our truck, which usually we're not one of the first trucks to dump, usually we're, uh, closer to being one of the last trucks to dump, okay. uh, depending on the, depending on the tour. And then we'll get our, uh, we'll get our gear, we'll get our product and then we'll, uh, start loading boards. Um, you know, uh, I'll have somebody in the room, whether it's me or somebody else loading boards, and then somebody else will be the person that's dealing with the gases probably. And they'll be under the stage hanging um flame units okay. or you know, you know uh maybe if they're some of the flame units that we use uh are like aerosol cans kind of that screw in so they'll yeah. be pull, pulling out the ones from the last show and then putting mm-hmm. in the new ones um that sort of thing and then typically at around three o'clock is when we have our uh pyro demo for the fire marshal so the fire marshal will okay. show up and uh, I'll take him for a walk around the stage. And that's him or every her. show. Fire, fire marshal shows every up at show. every show. Okay. Every show, unless say it's a walk away, and we're already set up for the next one, then there won't be a demo the following day. But the fire marshal will show up for the show. Okay, the um, whole show. And sometimes, yep. And okay. sometimes it's one fire marshal, and then sometimes ten show up. So you never, uh, you never really know. Sometimes it's a big show oh, wow. uh, for the for the fire marshals. And then sometimes it's, you know, guys that you've been working with for years, you know, there's, yeah. there's sometimes that I'll, uh, we'll go for the demo and the fire marshal will be like, Oh, you know, I know you, we don't even need to do one today. It's fine. Yeah. Sure. You know, but they'll, they'll always want to walk, walk through though. So I can show them where, you know, where all the fire extinguishers are, where all the product is, where all the gases are. Yep. Um, and one thing I really like to do is take a little video of, the pyro demo maybe the first or second one that we do mm-hmm. and then i can i can show them uh on my phone like here's what it looks like here's what the pieces look like or yeah or maybe even just the cues for the show you know like uh, somebody okay. at front of house has videoed 
the show and then I can just show them on my phone. Like, here's what it's going to look like during the show. And sometimes for some fire marshals, that's, uh, that's acceptable too. So. Okay. Okay. So yeah, then uh, depending on the tour, we'll do the, we'll do the demo. And then that would mean at that point that we're set up and show ready. Yeah. And, uh, and if it's, if I'm lucky enough, maybe I can catch a little nap before the show. Yep. <laughs> yep. You, you know how important those are. Probably go to, go to catering at that point, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll probably have eaten something at yeah. some point in time in between the fire. You know, I've got to, yeah. I, I usually need about two hours in the morning and then I can usually eat after that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then we, uh, then, then it's showtime and then we do the show. Yep. Okay. So then, okay. When the show starts, um, you're, where are you? Like, are you, are you backstage, side stage? Are you out front of house with the, with the, you know, front of house guys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, where I like to be, and I think most shooters like to be, is on the stage right side. Okay. Um, and what you need is to have a line of sight with the pyro. So you need to be able to see all of the devices that you have. Yeah. Um, if you're out at front of house, then you're not going to be able to make a safe decision whether somebody stepped in front of something or there's some sort of, uh, unsafe situation happening. Yeah. So you need to be on the side of the stage so that you could tell, say, you know, somebody stepped in front of uh, a device that might go off and you're able to just, you know, and it's pretty easy not to push the button at that point in time. You know? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you, you have to watch the artist because especially in Trans-Siberian, one wrong mm-hmm. step and you'll cook someone. Correct. And so are and, do, you, do you ever rehearse this with the bands? Of course, yeah. yeah. And uh, for Trans-Siberian Orchestra, there's three weeks of rehearsals and probably... Within the second week, we start firing the uh, uh, all the propane on the stage mm-hmm. with the yep. band on the stage, yep. so they can kind of get used to where uh, yep. we we need to be. And from time to time, somebody's in the wrong place, and but they'll quickly uh, figure it out, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, where, where where they need to be. You know? Yeah, yeah, wow. Okay, and, and then... I'll always say, you know, if mm-hmm. if it's a uh, if it's hot, you know, uh, stand back like way further back. And then within a few shows, you'll get comfortable on where you need to be. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. and so you're, you're on the side stage, you're, you're watching everything. How exactly are you controlling the, the pyro? Okay. So there's a, we use a lighting controller for the, all the gas stuff, like all the flames okay. are run by, by DMX. So we use a lighting controller uh, for that, uh, what, whether it be. What's D- DMX? You know, yeah, with a, it's a DMX controlled okay. uh, unit. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we have several different kinds of consoles that we use, uh, okay. whether it's a conventional lighting console or uh, something a little bit bigger, like a um, an MA dot or um, or uh, a Jans Vista. Mm-hmm. I, I personally like the Jans Vista, but everybody makes fun of me for that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the pyro controller is a separate controller. Um, okay. so we use pyro digital or we use uh, galaxis. Um, and that's what pyrotech has. There's a couple other different, uh, flavors of controllers, uh, out there or like firing systems out there, but yeah. that's what you use, uh, primarily, uh, pyro digital. And okay. so that's how that works. Uh, the pyro digital is shot off of a, um, a pickle, we call it. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like got a dead man and, uh, and and so it's got a button for your thumb that you have to hold down and then a trigger that you need to pull for the cues. Okay. Um, and then the uh, uh, for the gas uh, stuff, there's a e-stop that we have. So all the power 
goes into an emergency stop. And I have a key for that. I open up all the circuits so that they're they're hot. Okay. And then if there's ever a problem, like say something catches on fire or that sort of thing, then you can uh, you can just shut it off. And so everything everything's killed wow. on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and yep. and how many people in your in your crew does it take to 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 work all this? Um, well, it dep- depends on the size of the show. Sometimes it's just one. Um, so say uh, like uh, the Jonas Brothers. I mm-hmm. had uh, Nate Nate King with me, and that's all it was. It was just the two of us. And then on TSO, there's six guys in total. So depending okay. on, uh, yeah, depending on the size of the show. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how are you receiving these cues to set everything off? It depends on the production and how they want to do it, um, but. Yeah. In most cases, I just learn the cues. You figure out where it is. And for myself, what I like to do is uh, take the lyrics, lyric sheets, and then mm-hmm. I like write, write in where the cue is in the lyric sheets, and then I just kind of follow the lyrics. And then after a while, you don't really need the lyric sheets anymore. You just know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know a lot of Christmas music. <laughs> I, I, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did TSO for, uh, I did TSO for nine years. That is, so, that's so much, you know, because of like what Mark and I talked about, uh, sometimes they do two shows in one day. Mm-hmm. So nine years, all the, all those tours, two shows yeah, in a day. That's a, day. a lot of, that's a lot yeah. of fire too. That's a lot of propane tanks. The, it, that is true. I don't know. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but there is like <laughs> yeah. a TSO, like, uh, like meme or whatever, that'll tell you all of that information, you wow. know, something like Oh my like god! Three thousand pounds of propane, and you know, however yeah, is, that is know. that's insane. Uh, yeah. At my old apartment complex, there was a friend of mine that lived there, um, east of Seattle, um, and he was ninety years old. You know, he's a cool guy. We'd have him over for dinner, and uh, Mark gave me a couple tickets. This was you know, probably ten years ago. Mark gave me a couple tickets to uh, to the show in Seattle. And I invited him and my roommate drove him to the show and um, gave him like 10th row center. Uh, yep. Really good seats. And halfway through the show at that point, I forgot how busy the pyro gets as the show goes on. Yeah. It builds up, builds up. And so I'm like, I'm texting him. I'm like, I think you guys might be setting too close to the stage. <laughs> yeah. This old guy, <laughs> I was really worried about him. And then, you know, they weren't answering the text because the show's going on. I mean, n- you know, nobody called 911, but I was just really worried about the guy. And then <laughs> when the show was over, uh, you know, I found him and they were leaving. I walked through the crowd and I found him and his arms were up in the air. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I saw the pyro was his favorite part, you know? So I was like, oh, thank God yeah. you're alive. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, being that close, the radiant heat coming off of the propane I was gonna say, yeah. is, uh, is pretty, pretty strong. Like there's, if you're in the back of the house, like say in the yeah. 300 level at the back, you can still feel that heat coming off the stage. Oh yeah. I've, I step out and watch, you know, the show when I can and mm-hmm. you, yeah, you absolutely can feel the, the heat, you know, 50, 60, 70 feet away from the stage. You can still feel how hot that is. And Oh, easy. Yeah. I, I don't know how they perform in tuxedos with <laughs> that next to them. You know, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, you'll in the winter time they usually uh, appreciate the heat coming from the stage. <laughs> you know, right. it'll be... That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. So then the show is uh, wrapping it up, and and then what? Um. 
well, we'll uh, start loading out. Mm-hmm. We'll get our stage hands, start loading out. And that process usually takes like an hour, an hour and a half for us because, you okay. know, all of our stuff's kind of on the stage or under the stage. So we need to peel all that stuff away for everybody else to continue working. Yeah. Um, so we peel all that away, goes into the truck and then, uh, yeah. And then you head to the showers yep. and head to the bus, <laughs> have a little bit of pizza and then, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. and then head to bed. You know, I, uh, a lot of people like to have a couple of drinks, you know, before bed, but I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, I don't like uh, having a hangover in the morning when I'm sure. working. Sure. Um, and, uh, but I'll tell you, once it's Roadie Friday, it's game on. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But did... that's a, yeah, that's a typical day, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a, you have so much responsibility, um, you know, because a lot of your job, I'm sure, uh, is is safety oriented like you, you have to you probably have to like check recheck triple check things you know sure and that's why like a guy like even for myself i came from a lighting company and i understood how to run the machines that we had via mm-hmm. the lighting consoles that we had yeah um not, not the pyro side but uh not right away but when i first started i knew how these machines operated mm-hmm. um but you need to get used to the safety aspect of the job. And that takes yeah. some time on yeah. how to make sure that things are clear. You know, there's nothing in the way of, of your, uh, of, of the safety zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, have you ever had a fire marshal say no? Uh-uh. No, I haven't, but I've been close before, you know, yeah. we've been like in Georgia, um, down there, there's a certain gas, uh, regulations down there with the hoses that you have. And, yeah. And they're always looking to make sure that the the right stamp is on the hose. Mm-hmm. And I've had it before where they're like, you can't use this hose, you can't use that hose. Um, and then we'll we'll usually have enough time to be able to overnight something, you know, to get it switched out. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, I've never had a uh, an issue though with uh, not being able to fire a show ever. Okay. I mean, if anything, they they check your stuff and then they get a free show out of it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of them like it. Some of them don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some music, I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, How did you get started? Uh, aside, uh, besides, you know, setting stuff on fire when you were a kid, how, how, did you, <laughs> how did you get started in the actual industry? Well, I was working for the lighting company um, mm-hmm. in Toronto, the uh, Midnight Hour Productions, okay. and, and things just changed at the company. And for whatever reason, I left the company. And I and my friend Keith Maxwell worked at Pyrotechs. Uh, special effects and he told me for a little while um if you ever want a job just let me know and it came to that it came to that point and uh i let him know and within a week i was working at at pyrotech okay so that's basically uh how it started and of course i got there and didn't know my didn't know anything when i started (laughs) you know (laughs) just just trying to figure it out and um the the president of the company would just kind of like put you in the uh, in the bunker, you know, where mm-hmm. all the product is, and just go through and do inventory. And while you're doing it, if you have any questions, if you want to fire a little bit something off, a little piece here and there to see what it does, and that's kind of what I did at first, you know. Like, okay. Oh well, what does yeah. this do? What yeah. does this do? Just go outside, <laughs> fire a piece off, and like, oh okay. Yeah. So you're kind of like that's... MythBusters, where you're probably out in a giant parking lot and like, let's, yeah. let's shoot this flame and see, see what happens. Oh yeah. We have these. Uh, <laughs> 
or we used to, I don't know if we own them anymore. I don't think so. But we used to have these uh, gas concussion racks, mm -hmm. which would mix, mix like oxygen and methane together. Yeah. And you would be able to, and what they were meant for, these uh, gas concussion racks were, they were put out into farmer's fields uh, to scare the birds away. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so that's what they were meant for. But we would use them for, like we used to do the Buffalo Bills yep. uh, games. And you'd have one just out on the, uh, out on the, the grass somewhere and uh, somebody made a touchdown you can go like bang 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 you know you can just fire <laughs> fire repeatedly um but my first uh, experience with one of those things is uh, the boss said uh take that thing outside figure out how to use it so we just <laughs> we get we get the manual out and uh, we put the gas in where it needs to go in yep. and and uh, away we go so we start firing it and the bomb squad showed up oh the the what showed up the bomb squad showed up. The bomb squad. Yeah. Who called them? I think like one of the neighboring companies. I'm sure that they're used to us uh, okay. setting things up. <laughs> I think that wasn't the first time that something like that happened. But uh, wow. the bomb squad, or or it was maybe I'm uh, uh, maybe I'm uh, ramping this up. I'm putting a little bit of extra cream cheese on the bagel, like I like to say. But <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe it was just the police. But I I remember the story being it was the bomb squad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You guys are dealing with yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of explosives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you have to remember all the stuff that we use is all like rated for indoor. 1.4 yeah. is the rating on it. It's all indoor. So, you know, the proximity, you can be 15 feet away from mm -hmm. from most devices that we have. Yeah. Yeah. When was your first show? Um, with Pyro or uh, just, uh, just in the industry? In, in the industry. Yeah. When when did you do your first show? Yeah, the first show from memory that I have was in Toronto. I believe it was at a hangar at Downsview Park. Mm -hmm. um, and we went in there. I had never seen a piece of gear before in my life. And this is before I even started working in the shop at Midnight Hour. I'd okay. never seen a, ch a chain motor before in my life. And yeah. somebody, just handed me a, somebody just handed me a pickle and said, uh, here you go. And, uh, and I just started dropping motors into a case. Wow. And running them out, and that yeah. was the first job. And there was there was a ton of motors up there too. From my from memory, there was, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like I probably probably dropped you know a hundred motors that night. Yeah, and that was the that was the first show that I remember. But you know, you know what it is. That was twenty years ago. Wow. And I'm yeah. and I'm and I'm I'm forty one, so my brain's not working the best yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm forty one, also, man. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> There was the club fire in uh, Rhode Island, right? Yeah, killed like ninety-seven people. That tragic fire. Uh, mm -hmm. You were doing shows right around then. Do you remember things? You know, regulations being different after that incident. It would be hard for me to tell because, okay, like you said, that was right around that time. So I wouldn't have known what it was like previous to that. Okay. But I would assume that things got tightened up a lot more. And I can tell you for sure that, especially when you're in that area, you know, New yep. York, around yep. there, Rhode Island, yep. that, that, story come, that story comes up a lot. Um, really? Yeah. It's so sad, you know. Oh, um, yeah. It's terrible. Whoever was just doing the pyro really just needed to look at the device and see that it, it was a 30-foot effect in a 20-foot uh, uh, ceiling, you know. Yeah. Wow. But I don't know. I don't know the uh, specifics of what happened down there. So I don't know if that's the actual case, but you know. Yeah. 
What's the most? But, you know, accidents. Oh, sorry, go accidents ahead. happen from. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say accidents happen from time to time. You know, as a, yeah, from time to time. Uh, you know, when you push that button with that product, you're just hoping that the person that packed it, it wasn't, they weren't hung over, and it was a, you know, well, just yeah. Just to be clear about it, all the uh, all the product that we use is uh, from a manufacturer that's not. We we don't make any of the product ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's pur- purchased through somebody else. So okay. you're hoping that that product was uh, was uh, packed uh, correctly and and built correctly. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, you know, ninety five percent of the time it's it's great. But sometimes you get a piece where it goes a little bit higher than it should, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe something up in the truss will catch fire, and that happens from time to time. So that's why you need wow. people to have their eyes open and. After you hit that queue, it's not over. You know what I mean? You've got to keep looking mm-hmm. up and make sure that, uh, you know, for, say, another another minute or two to make sure that nothing yeah. is going on up there. If you feel yeah. like something fired up too high. You know? Yeah. And do you have fire extinguishers placed just everywhere? Yeah. Well, it's not everywhere. We have specific locations. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually have about four CO2 fire extinguishers, like 20-pound uh co2 fire extinguishers and a couple water fire extinguishers as well but the water fire extinguishers you know uh fire marshals sometimes uh insist that they need to be out but i tried to just not put them out because nobody wants to be using a water fire extinguisher on a stage with a bunch of electronics you know it's gonna cause you're just gonna cause a bunch of problems (laughs) (laughs) potentially a bigger problem than what you started with (laughs) (laughs) what's the most exciting part of your job but, you know, what's that thing that makes you, you know, get out of the bus and, and, and go and do it every day? I guess, I guess the most exciting thing is when you have a really good show, you know, yep. when you're firing those cues, everything goes great. You know, you yep. get to, uh, high fives from the lighting designer, from <laughs> yeah. you know the creative directors saying, yep. you know, fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And that feels really great. You know, in, in a, in a way you're part of the band. You're Absolutely. firing, yeah, yeah. You're firing cues, and uh, and hopefully they go off at the right time. Yeah, you know, there's no worse feeling than being off, even if it's just uh, one, you know, a, a couple half, like a half second off. There's no worse yep. feeling than pulling yep. that trigger and then just being like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that yep. happens from time to time, but you do your best to do the best show that you can, and when you have a great show, then it's a pretty good feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you mentioned the uh, lighting director. Um, do you ever do you have any involvement in the actual designing of the pyro for a show? Well, we usually have somebody from our company that comes out that deals with the designing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have you definitely have some say in what's going on. Okay. Mostly, the say that I have is safety things. So people are designing sure. it. They say this is going to look great, but you go. Well, on a daily, you know, this could change on venue to venue and yeah. this isn't going to, you know, this might not work that great in this position mm-hmm. um, because tomorrow we could be a lot tighter on the wings. So it's yeah. going to be firing into the truss here or whatever. So that type of thing. But in general, especially for the bigger shows, we have somebody from our company that will come out and uh, and work with the designers to uh, to design that show. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. that's it. It's usually the ones that are kind of the smaller shows where they don't send anybody out, where you do have a lot of say in the design. But yeah, for the most part, it's all designed beforehand. Um, 
there's drawings sent out, you know, the quotes need to be done. So mm -hmm. usually a lot of that work has been done before and somebody will just send me a drawing and say, this is where we need to put it. Yeah. But then you typically will get out there and, um, and there's limitations once you get out there of mm -hmm. what you can do and what you can't do um, because of the design of everything else. So you usually end up having to move things around a little bit just to yeah. make sure that they fit into the space where everything's going to be safe. Wow. Yeah. Is there a specific show that stands out to you? You know, good or bad? Um, I mean, is there is there one that was just like, damn, man, that was that that was crazy. Well, I don't want to mention any of the ones that are bad because then somebody might hear it and go like, oh, that guy's, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> good point. Good point. But, but is there a yeah, show but, that, uh, yeah, it's just I mean, uh, maybe it's not almost bad, like every crazy. time I Every time I do a tour, it seems that after that tour, it was my favorite one. You know, I just yeah, got done doing yeah. the, the Jonas Brothers last year, mm -hmm. and I loved doing that tour. Yeah. Everybody on the tour was fantastic, easy mm -hmm. to work with. You know, yeah. the production was great. Um, so yeah. I really love that one. I really loved Shania Twain in 2015. I thought mm -hmm. that that tour was uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, TSO, of course, every every year. Now, I haven't <laughs> done TSO for, for three years now. Okay. My stepfather uh, got sick and passed away, so I needed to kind of step away from that tour. Um, Pyrotech doesn't have that contract anymore, but it doesn't mean that uh, one day we can't. Uh, I won't get back out there to do it. Hopefully, sometime soon. I love doing that tour. Uh, there's a lot of uh, tours that I've done, and and, uh, and I really like them. I I worked with uh, I did pyro for believe it or not for John Fogarty. Oh yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and that tour. As sort of, it was a little unorganized, you know, in the beginning. Uh, but just hearing that music every night was incredible. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, that's... fantastic. Hearing all those old CCR songs. Yeah, and that's one of the perks to our job is is getting, uh, being able to catch some of these shows, you know, and having those, those really cool moments. Yeah, I worked. Uh, I did Eminem for a few years, and. Yep. Wow. I, I was never like a huge fan of Eminem, but then after working with him and seeing his live performance, he was probably one of my favorite artists to work yeah. with. Yeah. He puts on an incredible show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty it's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to ask, is there, um, is there a show that you just gone to that has pyro? You didn't work it, but you just went to it just to, just to go see a show. And, you know, is there a show like that that stands out in your mind? <laughs> the only time that I see other bands is usually in festivals mm -hmm. um, because I don't really pay to go see shows anymore. The last thing yeah. that I want to do is yeah. be <laughs> paying to go see a show at an arena. I can't yeah. remember the last show that I paid to go and see that was like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, one that I would really like to go and see that I haven't seen um, is Ramstein. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That. Yeah, I would love to work that or just go and see that show. I think it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they they have this um like this giant bottle rocket thing that shoots out into oh, the air yeah. above the audience and I don't know yeah. how that works, but <laughs> um that's called a line rocket, so it's a piece of aircraft cable that's uh, connected from whatever the two points are. Okay. And then um it's like like you said it's like a little like a little rocket that uh, that sends wow. the uh, the device down this uh, this piece of aircraft cable. What it is? And so it's pretty always cool. attached to the the rafters. Yeah, it's either you know on the rafters or it's you know whatever uh, two points that you're going to mm -hmm. uh, connect them to. But 
you, those devices used to be used a lot. Um, but then years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, there was a big accident that happened uh, during a wrestling. I think it was WWF, maybe it was WrestleMania. I can't remember, okay. but they had some of these line rock, these line rockets, um, and one of them got stuck uh, on the aircraft cable, but it was still burning, and it burnt through that aircraft cable and oh fell into God. the audience. Oh yeah, so God. it was a big, it was a huge problem. So uh, yeah. a lot of pirate companies just stopped using uh, those uh, those devices, but they still get used. Yeah. You know, Ranch Gene, uh, they they definitely push the limits of what you can do. Absolutely. You know. It, yeah. yeah, I think they get away with a lot more in Europe than you, they do in uh, in America, but yeah. it's uh, it's pretty incredible the stuff they do. And I believe that I know the singer does, but I think maybe the whole band have pyro licenses, so they're able to yeah. Yeah. fire their own devices. Like they have like uh, flames that shoot out of like the, they put masks on and it shoots out of yeah. the mask and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like 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 a podium powder, I think is what they use for a lot of those uh, those effects. Yeah, looks really cool. And they cover themselves so, in that gel, you know, yeah, in like their a, hair and like the burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that many of their tours, like say on a video or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a couple, and uh, yeah, it looks that that would be the one that I would want to go see anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite city? Hmm. You know, I really love San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Now, the reason that is, is that my parents went when I was a kid uh, and yeah. they left us at home and didn't take us with them. <laughs> and they came home with all these, <laughs> came home with all these like, uh, like awesome photos of the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, yeah. I was always like really jealous about that. And then uh, I think the first year that I did TSO, we were in San Jose. Yeah. And we took a, we took the BART train into San Francisco and it was, uh, it was like, it was just amazing that city is so beautiful but uh like my wife uh lived in san francisco for for years and years okay and uh yeah. a, lot, a lot of her a lot of her friends are from there and we would love to live there but there's no way it's so expensive <laughs> there's, there's no way i could live there and i know you're you're from ontario uh but you said <laughs> you're you're in vegas now yeah i live in las okay. vegas now okay um and how that happened was uh I started coming to the shop down here a lot to help them out mm-hmm. down yeah. here doing inventory and like packing shows, stuff like that. And, uh, and I met my wife, uh, online, okay. Okay. uh, here we went, yeah. went out on some date, went on some dates and then it worked out. So yeah. about, you know, six or eight months later, I decided to, uh, make the move from, uh, Toronto to, uh, to Las Vegas. And yeah. I've been here since. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What does she think about uh, about you playing with fire for work every day? <laughs> mm. uh, I, you know, she's she's always a little not worried because she knows I know how to do my job, but sure. she's always just telling me to be safe mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know that sort of thing. Uh, she she likes it though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think she likes the fact that now that we're we're at home and I get to this is the first time that I've been home, of course, since I met her. For yeah. this, uh, for this stretch of time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. It's it's not easy on relationships that that tour lifestyle. No. <laughs> no, you have to find the right person, right? For a lot of yeah. I've yeah. You know a lot of roadies where it just doesn't work out because maybe they got the job after they had been together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And 
they weren't used to them being gone for that long. But when I met my wife, um, I was already doing that job. So she was used to me being gone. So that's, uh, yeah, that's our normal life is me being on the road for like two thirds of the year. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I started dating my girlfriend a a couple years back and went on tour really shortly after we started dating, uh, for like, I think like two months. Um, and then did a couple, like a couple short tours since then, but it was getting ready to go on a, a big tour and yeah. got shut down <laughs> the night before we were supposed to fly out to, to New York, you know? And I was like, uh, wow. damn it. So I don't know that she's used to that yet. You know, I'd done a lot of stuff locally, but no, I did. Well, you know what? That's, that's false. I did do another tour, uh, in between okay. there with you actually. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> you and I toured together. I was just in the kitchen the entire time <laughs> cooking food, I, so I didn't maybe, get to maybe, uh... get out much. <laughs> it was, what, uh, what tour was that? The Jonas Brothers. Oh okay, yeah. okay, with, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Chef Mark. Yeah. Well, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh man, I totally spaced that one. Did, did we go out together at all on the weekend? Um, you know. <laughs> I'm going to, I think we did. Yeah. We did go to a couple restaurants. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we did hang out like a couple times. So when he, when I saw your photos that you sent, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I know who Greg is for sure. Yeah. That's what I would need to see a photo of you to remember. I, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't worry about it because I, I haven't cooked in a kitchen in a long time, um, before doing that tour. And then, and then I was totally, I didn't really cook. I was just mostly doing food prep. Um, and I was okay. trying to remember how to like a lot of the knife techniques and a lot of like, just remember how, remembering how that whole thing went. So I was glued to my station almost, you know, the entire 16 or 18 hour day. So I didn't really get a chance to meet a whole lot of people on that tour. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a, it was a busy tour, especially in the beginning, you know? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So what was the last show that you actually worked? The last show I worked was Bruno Mars at Park Theater on uh, okay. it was like March 4th to the 7th. He has a residency there. I've been doing oh, okay. a lot of the residency shows. And then mm-hmm. if I'm not home, somebody will come in and, uh, and do them as well. But yeah. I've done quite a lot of them. Okay. Um, so that was the last one. Well, that's not true. Uh, the last show that I worked was uh espn there was the lopez uh boxing match okay. a few weeks back cool i don't know if you remember this they said it was one of the biggest yeah. boxing matches ever which yeah i had no idea um yeah. but i did pyro, pyro for that and we're about to go back to uh the mgm to do it again uh okay and like next week or something yeah oh wow yeah that's awesome have yeah. you have you done a lot of gigs since the shutdown no. in march no, not at all. I I worked. Uh, I fired uh, fireworks off the top of Plaza for Plaza Hotel here in Vegas for July fourth. Yeah. Um, and then I, I worked uh, the ESPN gig a couple weeks ago, and that was the first time in between July fourth and that ESPN gig. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty brutal for me. Yeah. Uh, sure. As for everybody else, you know, yeah, the thing has de- devastated our industry, and it's the uh, but yeah, there's no uh, there's no end in sight at the moment, as you know. So yeah, yeah. we're all looking forward to when uh, things can get back to some sort of 
normal world that we're used to, but uh, I don't see it coming back for at least another year. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, and that, that brings me to my last question. And it's a question I ask everyone of what message do you have for government officials that are in charge of the shutdown? Well, I really think that we need more lobbyists from our, from our industry mm-hmm. um, at the Hill uh, lobbying for, for us. I think that's one of the biggest problems when, when uh, the car industries were uh, filing bankruptcy, they had, you know, uh, lobbyists at, at the White House uh, lobbying for them, you know, and that's their yep. job. That's what they yep. did. But I think that we were really, uh, I don't know how many, I don't really know too much information about how, if we had anybody down there uh, mm-hmm. uh, lobbying for us. But I think we need more lobbyists down there. Um, I think that it needs to be a package sent out for the art industry. Yep. Um, so that it would support all of these. Uh, I assume that there's, you know, lots of families out there that are struggling yeah. A lot more than me that are losing their houses, you know, can't pay their bills, uh, filing bankruptcy. Yeah. And it's yeah. just being overlooked by the government. They're just saying, stand by, stand by. But they need to implement some sort of a package to get us through. You know, yeah. what? Yeah. That's something like 12 million employ- employees employed in our industry that have lost their jobs, you know, and there's yeah. no yeah. end in sight. So let's get some sort of package together to uh to show the support get get the the arts industry supported and so that we can make it through so that there's actually uh people still available to work these shows when when the time comes yep yep the the especially the experienced people like yourself you know because yeah or or even you know the 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 kid who decided to be a stagehand uh on february 21st and (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah they had, they have just as much right to work as, as I do, you know. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I would love to get back to work, uh, and uh, I would start a tour. What did I say the other day? Me and my friend, uh, uh, we've picked up. Uh, well, I've picked up disc golfing in the last uh, yeah. six months because <laughs> it's a uh, it's a cheap thing to do and it gets you outside. And me and my friend, we drove into Arizona down to Kingman yeah. to play uh, play some disc golf. My friend Tim King. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go into uh, Arizona, just past the state line, and we go into this uh, gas station, and nobody's wearing their masks inside. There's uh, a taco shop yeah. inside the gas station. Nobody's wearing their masks. We have our masks on, and we walk in, and they just give us like a stink eye when we go inside. Yeah. So my idea was, why, why don't if it's going to be like that, then why don't we just have a tour where we just play the red state? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. The I know. red they the red state tour. <laughs> they don't yeah, they seem to not really really give a damn, you know. Well, uh, it's a, it's a generalization, but uh yeah. from what I saw just across the state line, it was definitely like that for sure <laughs> the place that I was in. Yeah. I mean, luckily around here people are I would say about 95% respectful of the the mask mandate and are totally on board, you know. We just we want it gone because we want bars to be back to regular we want concerts you know even the small concert venues they're shut down and like we can't go do anything like that you know entertainment wise so you know yep it's it's just let's just hopefully we'll be able to soon throw a hail mary and get this pandemic over with i'm like you want to lock us down for three or four weeks again Cool. Like nationwide, if I'm totally down, if that means afterwards, there's a good chance that, you know, it'll make a huge impact and 
we can move on. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. I, I've been sitting at home for the last six months, another two months lockdown. Yeah. If we could get back to work, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it, but hopefully they have this vaccine out, um, late, late next year. And, uh, yeah. they start yeah. to trying to get this herd immunity thing going on so that we can get back to work. But yep. I don't see that, uh, happening for a little while. There's yeah. a lot of these people saying that they're not going to get the vaccine. Uh, and I understand the fear of the first or second round of vaccines sure. and yeah. them not not really too sure of what the effects are going to be yeah. of the vaccine. But if that's what's going to get me back to work, 100 percent, I'm going to take it. Yep. Yep. Same. Same. Yep. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show and chatting with me. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Show Call. To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, visit WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. To help save venues in Washington State, visit KeepMusicLiveWA.com. If you live outside of Washington State, you can visit SaveOurStages.com. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at ShowCallPodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. New episodes uploaded every Tuesday. See you next week. We make events, keep music live WA, and save our stages is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views on the show.